it's not about doing the work. It's about becoming the kind of person who does the work. If you can get that into place, then the work will get itself done naturally. You just start and watch the finish line come to you. That is one of my favourite concepts from the book that I wrote, Procrastination Annihilation. Welcome to episode 36 of the Be Yourself and Love It podcast. Now, I'm just back from New York, New York, start spreading the news, where as a lucky coincidence, a feature of happenstance, Tom Woods, the one and only Tom Woods host of a popular podcast, The Tom Woods Show, many of you have discovered my work through The Tom Woods Show. He happened to be visiting the day before I left and I got to meet him in person. That was really cool. We had some dinner and a great chat and it reminded me that I've not added this appearance, my appearance, my third appearance on the Tom Woods show to the feed for this podcast and what a shame that would be if I didn't add it. So I know some of you have listened to many of my interviews on procrastination, on overcoming procrastination already, but it's always good to top up and keep these ideas fresh in your own mind and if you've slipped back listening to a podcast on a subject will always switch your frame of mind and remind your unconscious to work on the problem of making you more productive. That's why it's good to have a range of interviews to listen to on this topic. And certainly there's been no shortage of those. Please enjoy. Hi, everybody. Tom Woods here. Anthony Samaroff is with me, and I just love this guy. I've had him on a couple of times before. He's co-host of the Scottish Liberty podcast. I'll link to that at tomwoods.com slash 1090. And I really, really became super impressed with him when I saw a video of his where he was speaking to a group of people, mostly on the left, and was arguing, apparently with some success, against the idea of a basic income guarantee, the universal uh, income idea. That's a hard thing to do, and he navigated those waters very, very skillfully. Well, today... Sure, I want to talk to you about what he does. He's a therapist, he's a libertarian, he's a passionate economics writer, but he's also extremely productive. He gets a lot done in terms of his calling, you might say, his work, his personal life, his health. All these things are in an amazing balance. And I thought, okay, this is a bit of an off-the-beaten-path topic, but he's a great libertarian, and somehow he's doing an awful lot. What is the secret? Well, not coincidentally, he's just released a brand-new book. It is free— and it is called Procrastination Annihilation. Chances are we could all stand to hear this. Anthony, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. I'm thrilled. Great to be back with you. I love the stuff you're doing with the Scottish Liberty Podcast. I've seen you speak, not in person, but on YouTube, and I really like what you're doing. Tell people about the kinds of things you do. First of all, what, what it's like to be a libertarian in Scotland, and secondly, what indeed are the things you do that keep you busy? Other than, you know, whatever, you know, work and stuff. But outside of work, what keeps you busy? Well, thank you for asking. Well, I'm always encouraged and reminded by, I think it was Walter Block said that he once asked Murray Rothbard how many libertarians he thought there were in the world. And Murray Rothbard said, yeah, about 24. And I think that's about the stage that we're in in Scotland. So better, better in Scotland than worldwide. Um, I exaggerate, I think we had more than 24 people at the Scottish Libertarian Party, AGM, um, last year. There's a community 
in Glasgow in a community in Edinburgh and there's people darted about but they're such rugged individualists that it's like herding cats getting them to meet in the one room some people just think uh, oh I've opted out of politics because there's no point uh, or, or, or they just don't particularly need the social element whereas extroverts like me and Tom who I co-host the Scottish Liberty podcast with we're both extroverts we love getting out around people and speaking to them so it is a bit lonely but I don't really I don't sweat you know I've got a lot going on and I've got some friends that I don't feel lonely around and um, I don't speak to meatheads who have all these sort of mainstream opinions that often and also people are quite articulate and well-educated if you go to the right places in Scotland so even if they disagree with you they can tend to have a good hold a good conversation so uh, it's fun what do I do um I spend a lot of time writing creating media um, listening to podcasts this uh, I'm a piano player um, and that's something that I I uh, have had more time to enjoy. And in my work, I'm in personal development. Uh, I've run events and things like that for groups. But I spend most of my bread and butter is like coaching people one to one to help them get more of what they want out of their life. And that is just so fulfilling. And the longer I've been doing it, the the more amazing the results are. I just really, 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 really love it now. And I've always loved it, but I just feel like things are things are taking up a pace now and the changes that I see in people that I work with are just astonishing and incredible so that's really fulfilling and I live quite a blessed life because I get to do a lot of the things that I'm interested in I love you know learning about Austrian economics and libertarianism and writing about it and I get the chance to do that and um, yeah for a while I felt like a bit busy and I was trying to make my business work so I didn't get that much of a chance to play music. But now that things have settled down a bit, I'm trying to reschedule that into my day and uh, make sure that, you know, I water all my flowers, so to speak. Well, very nice, very nice. I want to talk about your uh, ebook here. Mm. And I think I'm going to, although we do want to give your website out, I'll maybe it'd be easier if I did a tomwoods.com slash redirect, something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like maybe tomwoods.com slash procrastinate, something like that. Okay. And, and I promise you, I will not say, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Ha ha ha. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Writing an ebook on procrastination, you have heard the same joke. Over and over, I'll read it tomorrow. Like like you haven't heard that joke before. <laughs> what other joke is there about procrastination other than that one? Let's let's start with this because I know, obviously, we, we talk libertarian stuff here, but we also want to improve ourselves. And I can't imagine that uh, there's anybody out there who hasn't at one time or another struggled with procrastination. And if you could conquer this demon, you could increase your productivity and also how you feel about yourself, I think. That's a massive thing. I think that not only is procrastination a thief of human potential, the plague on people's self-esteem when they've got dreams and projects that they want to pursue, but they find it really difficult to do it, it just kills people inside. And that's why I'm so glad to be able to offer this ebook to the world. It's great. It's great. Procrastination annihilation is what it's called. First of all, what makes somebody decide to write a book on procrastination? Well, suffering, what else? I mean, I was a chronic procrastinator. I, pro I still procrastinate to a degree. Everyone does. But as I explain in the introductory material, 
none of the resources that I read or watched on YouTube or anything helped me change myself in a meaningful way to become more productive. Whereas nowadays, I'm actually proud of myself every day. I always do enough stuff that I'm really, really pleased with myself when I go to bed. Rarely do I think, oh man, I, I totally wasted the day today. And that was not always the case. I mean, during a lot of my 20s, when I was at college and everything like that, leaving things to the last minute, desperate to write because I've always loved writing and I've always been a writer. But it could take me so long to psych myself up to write an article or finish an article. And like now, I, I don't have that much problem getting down to writing. There's some projects which still seem a little bit intimidating, and I'm putting them off, so to speak, for a couple of years. But I'm fine with that because I understand that I'm practicing, I'm working towards feeling capable of doing them, and I'm just not there yet. And like one of the big parts of my books is teaching people to sort of train their muscles instead of focusing on things that are too intimidating for them. Bring things that are just at the edge of their comfort zone into their capability like I've done. And then what they're not quite yet capable of will become more and more realistic going on into the future. So the answer to your question really is, you know, if you've had a major problem and you try to solve it for ages, but you never manage to, and you finally manage to solve it after over 10 years, maybe over 15 years, then you don't want to keep that to yourself. You want to share it, particularly if you happen to be in the self uh, personal development field like I am. So that that's handy as well. You know, I'm already in the personal development niche. I wanted to teach people how I went from being a chronic procrastinator to being very productive, very productive, I would say. And that's what the book's for. I, I just want to help people. And that's why I'm putting it out for free so that it can get out to as many people as possible. Well, you are extremely productive. And uh, I know a lot of people out there feel like, I wish I could be more productive. What are the secrets that these people have? That somebody like, people sometimes think, especially during the years when I was cranking out books all the time, they thought I must have some kind of secret Right. to how I was doing it. And in those days, the secret was I was sacrificing everything so that I could write books. Like, that's the secret. If you, yeah, I know if, you if, did. If, if you want to hurt your health and your relationships, that's the way to do it. Sure. But these days, I've gotten to a point where if I want to, if I want to, I can be done for the day in three hours or four hours if I want to. Mm. Now, in the old days, I would have thought, okay, great, I have all these hours now to read more economics. Wow. And, and sometimes I do. I do want to. That's what I enjoy doing. That's It's not work for me. As, as with you, that's not work. We enjoy doing that. Mm. But I even I, at this point, after I've really, really put into place a lot of changes in my life and I've learned how to outsource things, even things that I would never have trusted somebody to do for me, I've begun to outsource. I've really gotten to a good spot in my life. I still want to know how you were doing it. I still want to know what are your insights into this question. Wow. So let's start, first of all, with a question about what exactly the paralysis is. I, mm. I think, for example, some of us, as you point out, are perfectionists, and we right. feel like if I can't at this point mentally conceive of how I could do a perfect job on task A, right. then I'm not even going to start task A. I'll wait till the, the circumstances are just so, and then I'll do it. But of course, they're never going to be just so. No. And, and incidentally, if I may say this, this is, has nothing to do with you, but sometimes I hear people say, I want to have children. The time's just not right. 
and when it's just right, we'll do it. Right. The thing is, life intervenes, and before you know it, 10 years have gone by. So there'll never really be the perfect time. You no. make it the perfect time. You yeah. work it out. Because, I mean, I don't regret having these children at all. No. Yes, you have to schedule your life around what's of the most value to you. So that you might not actually be able to do People listening might not be able to do all of that yet. But this book will teach them how to do it bit by bit, you know, to choose one thing that they value and make a habit of doing just that one thing until it's a lot easier than it is now. And then they'll be able to add enough another thing instead of thinking it's all or nothing, like I have to change everything tomorrow and suddenly be healed. That never happens, quite frankly. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, you will revert to your average state of mind. That's why it's important to build yourself up and change yourself gradually. So yes, like you, I'm a perfectionist. And people will give advice of like, do it uncritically and uh, just, just write it. And that's great if you can, but a lot of people really can. And what I say in the section in the book on perfectionism is that really actually, basically the reason why people are perfectionist is they've got good taste. If you want to create something, you probably want to do music or art or write a play or a screenplay or something because you like good stuff. And the thing is, when you start creating stuff, you suck at it because you've not got the experience behind you to make stuff that's as good as the stuff that you really like because you've just not got the experience behind you. So what you actually need to do is train yourself up to have the ability to meet your own standards. And you can do that. Uh, well, I, I don't want to give anything away, so you can do that by downloading my book. I mean, it's free. So um, you asked, what are the blocks? Well, I go through five. Um, one is all or nothing thinking, as I've mentioned. The second is perfectionism. Then the idea that, well, I call it fatalism, which is, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. This is just the way you are. And, um, you know, being in poor moods and how to improve your uh, moods. But a big one is seeing things as things to be done rather than as things to do. And this is this is so big that people don't even really notice they're doing it. They've just got a list of things and they want to get through them. So you're turning everything that you're meant to love doing into a means to an end. And that's a major block. And you said, you know, we love learning about economics and writing and things like that. So sometimes that's not even worked to us. But see, before I finished this book, Writing often was work to me. Now that it's finished, like I just see such a, I've just eased off and relaxed. And I'm still, I've still got a discipline of writing every day or almost every day. I don't mind so much if I miss a day anymore because I've changed so much that I know I can get back to it. When I didn't know I could get back to it, missing a day was really depressing because, oh, I've lost my momentum. How am I going to get back into it? So, now I just have a little bit of a more relaxed attitude to my writing. Uh, I'm writing a short ebook, maybe about the length of this one. I guess it's on welfare economics, aimed to aimed at leftists who are, who are into the universal basic income idea. That's kind of like that's that's the next thing I mean to put out, and I'm just enjoying it. I'm just relaxing. So these are the kind of things that create paralysis. People put things up on a pedestal and working on it becomes an extra special activity which you have to be in the correct mindset to do um, 
And you can't get yourself into that mindset. It's like having to um, shift gears and in the car, like, you know, from first gear to fifth gear. And it's just too freaking scary for people who are, who are chronic procrastinators. Um, so for them, when you say you were able to sacrifice family and everything like that, uh, which is, you know, another kind of problem, you know, um, for some people, it seems like who might not have a family or something like that, who are in the position that I was, it might seem like a dream come true to be able to write all day without provoking anxiety in them. But the fact is, for those people, the idea of sitting down to write is actually freaking scary. So this book is really about helping people develop themselves internally so that they're capable. You know, um, Hobbes said, it's one thing to desire. It is another thing to be in a condition fit for what we desire. And I say in the book, it's not about doing your work. It's about becoming the kind of person that can do your work. Because once you become that kind of person, the work will take care of itself. So don't focus so much on finishing stuff. Focus on learning to get started and training yourself up. And it gives you a ton of methods. So that's my long-winded response to, to, to your question. I will say, just in my own experience, my devotion to the kids is so great that even my twisted devotion to work was not strong enough to overcome my desire to be with them. So I always, always had time for them. But when I think back to my relationships with other people, I think about the emails I would send people. It would always be strictly business. It would mm. never occur to me to ask how people were doing. I didn't have, what, it doesn't even occur to me. I mean, we, you know, we're working on a project, so how's the project coming? It just, mm. I mean, really, I was completely in that, that kind of zone. Wow. I like this quotation that you use in the book when we're dealing with so-called fatalism, you say, the amateur believes he must first overcome his fear, then he can do his work. The professional knows that fear can never be overcome. And that is a nice springboard for what you then go on to say. So I think the mistake a lot of people make is they think, I'm not in quite the right mindset, but if I can conquer the problems with my mindset, mm. then I can act. Whereas the successful person realizes, look, I, there are things I can do about my mindset, but I can't, it's never going to be quite right. And there's going to be a lot of days when I don't want to do what I should be doing. And I feel discouraged about what I should be doing, but I do it. Mm. And you then have a, a nice little chart where on one side, you have discouraging things you might tell yourself. Mm. And then on the other side, you have things, you, you turn it around and pull something good out of it. And I really, really liked this section, so I hope you can say something about that. Mm. And then I want to get into specific, practical things people can do, especially with all these apps and tools out there. There's no excuse for not getting your getting your stuff together. Yeah, well, I mean, you, there's a lot of tools out there, this, this book being one of them. And I guess that chart that you mentioned it's got things that I've thought or people will think like, oh, well, no one will be interested in it anyway, or there's no point. And it's like, well, you know, realistically, people might be interested, then they might not be. But you're going to build skills doing it that you wouldn't otherwise. Plus, really, you know, it's it's like a dartboard. You have to keep on throwing darts until something hits bullseye. And as you continue to practice, you get better at throwing darts. So if you want to be a writer or something like that, it really isn't about your first article um, finding a publication. Do you know what I mean? It's about being a writer, like consistently being able to 
to get stuff out. What the world does with what you write is um, not always up to you. It usually isn't up to you. So that that's kind of like maybe one part of the book that's sort of similar to CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, where it gives you a method for writing down the kinds of things that repeat in your head and discourage you from getting started. And the, the point of writing them down is really because they're repetitious. If you've written them down, when you hear them going again, you go, oh, there it goes again. It helps you disconnect yourself from the voice that's saying that, rather than believing it, it becomes something that you know, you're aware of the fact that you say to yourself regularly. I'm glad you like this section because it's one of the sections that took me quite a long time to get right to my satisfaction. It's, I think the, the real thing that people need to do is have a time during the day where they can border off to give themselves permission to do things that they wouldn't usually do you know if you can't manage 30 minutes then 20 minutes if you can't manage 20 minutes don't think there's anything wrong with starting with 10 minutes because after a week or two then you'll be able to increase the amount of time because you're used to it but you you want to start with something that you can commit to because your self-respect will increase and if and having the get out of being able to stop when your alarm goes off is really helpful because if you come against difficult emotions, you can say, oh, I've only got 15 minutes left. First, you need to, I guess, write a list of things that you've been avoiding. Um, and the thing is, one list isn't really enough, as you'll find out from getting into the book, because there's different kind of tasks. You know, some things are like admin, like res responding to messages and emails and things like that. Other things are projects that might take several settings and they can't really necessarily be on the same list. So this is why it's hard to give details on a podcast like this, but you will get the tools you need from downloading the free book. Um, but whether it's writing or practicing an instrument, or I, I really don't know what the needs are of your listeners, but I feel it's very important to a libertarian audience because we are big on thinking. We love ideas. We like to learn things and see if they correspond to reality or not. And people who think a lot and are engaged with ideas, there's a propensity amongst that population to not be that excellent at doing. You're, you're, you're lucky to be a hybrid in your personality, um, you know, by the grace of God. But there's a lot of libertarians who've got a lot of gifts to share with the world. And this is going to help them find ways to start doing that gradually acclimatize themselves to being able to do that, learn new habits, and gradually reshape their character into the kind of person they've always known they've got the potential to be. And they'll be you'll be surprised once you've turned one small thing that you couldn't do before into habit, how much easier it is to add the second small thing and and, and what have you. So I think I lost track of the question at some point, but eh, what can I say? I love the sound of my own voice, Tom. Sorry. All right, let, let's talk about some practical things. There's a there's an app, I think it's a free app that you recommend in here that people can use to help 
monitor their progress during the day. Now, I'm skipping ahead because we can't cover everything, but mm. you do recommend how people should think about what it is they want to accomplish in the day. But this particular app helps to let you know how you're doing and, and therefore helps you to be more successful in doing it. So what's that all about? Oh, excellent. Yeah, Habitica.com. It's a great website, especially if you like, well, role-playing games or, or things like that. Even if you don't, I think it's very helpful. It lets you put in the habits that you want to build daily and tick them off. It's a habit tracker. It also gives you a little avatar so that whenever you accomplish something you wanted to, you you know, you get some gold that you can f- find nice clothes to put on yourself and um, you you if you miss things you lose health you can join together with your friends on it and fight monsters uh, and the the way that you fight monsters is by accomplishing tasks on your list each time you accomplish a task you hit the monster and you can punish yourself for missing things if you find that helpful now when I first found it I thought this isn't going to help me because these rewards aren't real but actually I found that quite quickly not only did I like saving up to buy my little avatar nice things to wear, but I didn't want to lose health by missing something. I didn't I didn't want my avatar to get hit by any monsters. So that's really helpful and it's completely free. Uh, I'll need to email them and see if they'll see if they'll put my book uh, put a note about my book on their website, I guess. Maybe perhaps they will because it's free and uh, I definitely recommended it. It's helped me a lot, that website. All right. Well, so what's the overall picture that you're painting in terms of how somebody should go about conquering this problem? What's the big picture solution? So it's not just a matter of, of you're not trying to shame yourself into doing things or you're not trying to come up with little tricks like set a clock and work for 25 minutes and then mm. it's something more fundamental. Mm. But then when you talk about things that are so fundamental, they sound so distant and remote from actual life that it just sounds like oh here's more personal development fluff so yeah give us non give us the non-fluff well this book isn't very fluffy i think it's no it's great by the way I, I would say in the whole personal development field not that i know much about it you are the least fluffy guy there is in, in terms of the content it's all very very actionable useful stuff mm. and and by the way you do um consults with people about all kinds of life questions. And I know people who have taken you up on that and they right. say, okay, I didn't really know what to expect, but oh my gosh, this guy is great. Oh, wow. Thank you. That, thank you so much. Um, that's, that's wonderful. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm always improving as a helper. And this book is also, it's the best thing that I've written on personal development so far. So I appreciate that. I love to philosophize, Tom. I'm not going to lie. I love to, but I keep that for Scottish Liberty podcast and my personal development material because I hate when I get a self-help book and 80% of it is fluff. I would rather write these 25,000 words and it's all killer, no filler. You can read it in the time that it would take you to read another self-help book. You could read it five or six times. So I recommend reading it once, read it again to take notes and then just you know, dip into it every now and then, um, you know, read a couple of pages a day un- while you still have the problem. Keep on reading it until you don't have the problem anymore because you, you'll reinforce, because it's all takeaways. So you need, you need some life experience. You need to go out and try something and go, oh, that reminds me of that page in the book. 
that's what Anthony was talking about. Because once it's anchored to a something that you've experienced in your life, you will never forget that concept because it's now internalized. It's now wisdom because you've had a first-hand experience of it. So there's conceptual information in here, the purpose of which is to apply it so that you've experienced it. Once you've experienced it, you don't need my help because you've done it. You know, you know, you know what you're talking about. So if I was to say there's one main thrust to it, since I think that's the question you've asked. It's this is not about gimmicks or techniques, because there's loads of them on YouTube and in other books, and they might help you in the short term. But what you will have is a better managed problem. You'll still be a procrastinator, but you'll have some tricks to sometimes help you not be so procrastinatory. This book is about helping you like go to the gym, so to speak, internally, so that you're the kind of person, your relationship to your work and your aspirations is that of a person who is productive. And obviously that's not going to happen overnight. However, the book is to help you create a three-month program of change. And if you need slightly more than three months to implement it, that's no problem. But in that time, if you commit to the program you've created for yourself, you will see such a huge change that you won't need me to tell you what you need to do next because you'll know. You know, you'll just go back to the 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 start and, and do another three-month program for yourself. You'll continue to apply the techniques. And three months is like relatively unscary. So um I think that's that's the thrust. It's like it's about you becoming it's it's a book about overcoming procrastination, but it's actually a book about becoming the kind of person who's no longer a chronic procrastinator. And by the way, it's very systematic, and I like the fact that you propose a three-month program because, as you say, that's doable. People can wrap their heads around that amount of time, but it's a long enough amount of time that you can expect to be forming habits that will become, well, habitual. Right. What I like are the occasional surprises also in the book where you'll say things like, and you'll say, look, I know this is a bit woo-woo, which I, mm -hmm. I like as your disparaging comment about something that sounds a little bit out there, but you say, hang on a minute, this, this actually would work. And you talk about when you're having different experiences during the day, even the simplest experiences, like washing your hands or, mm. or, or eating a meal, try not to have even these things just be throwaway experiences and to appreciate and enjoy what's happening. So you even have a bit of advice that when you're eating, uh, focus on eating, no distractions. Now, I don't know about that, because that's when I get a lot of my reading done. I read oh, marketing lucky. newsletters, I watch YouTube, I watch, uh, like, I'll, I'll watch a classic chess game with commentary. I mean, I'm sorry, this is when I'm by myself for lunch, which, I mean, usually I'm doing my work at that time during the day, so I usually have lunch by myself. That's what I like to do. What's, is there something wrong with that? There isn't something wrong with that. I think biologically it's not actually ideal for your digestion. However, I'm not beyond the guilty pleasure of uh, listening to the Tom Woods show while eating a meal myself. Who is, you know, right? Who, who is? is right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was uh, um, in a yoga retreat in India, that might sound a little bit woo-woo, um, 
there was no no one spoke during meals and we ate with our hands and it was like something completely different from what you experience here but it's really the quality of attention that you bring to what you're doing it's not the specific example if that's your pleasure then enjoy your pleasure it's really the principle behind it which you know it's an ancient principle we've all heard it before which is live in the present moment. Well, no one has ever managed not to live in the present moment. I mean, no one's ever managed it. You are. But what is the, your life is defined by the quality of attention that you pay to your life. It's the quality of attention, which is important. How you're engaging in this present moment, how you're enjoying, are you paying attention? That is your life. And when so many people end up on their deathbed thinking, I missed the whole thing. Where did it go? So that particular example was to help people who find that in their mind, they're always skipping ahead, always skipping ahead. That's just a habit. That's just a habit that your mind has learned. And these things can be retrained. And one of the reasons why I include that is just to mention that's one of the things that makes it difficult for people to get down to work because they're thinking of having the article finished they're not thinking of the quality attention they bring to write the article. So I said, I just gave that as an example of a technique that you can use to get some practice bringing yourself into the present moment. You can do it while you can while you eat. You can do it when you wash your hands. You can do it when you make your bed. And then you can try and bring that practice into getting to your work when you notice that you're more interested in having your work done, which turns it into a chore and makes it unpleasant, then you are getting started. You can ask yourself the question, well, can I just look at it for five minutes and see what it's like? And if I'm enjoying myself, I'll continue. And if not, I'll take a break and see if I can try something else. How do people get this book? Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to tell them how they can get it. They can go to tomwoods.com slash procrastinate. I think that might be a link they'll remember, tomwoods.com slash procrastinate. But what is your website? Because it is, it's great because I am a huge Anthony Samaroff fan. I want more people to know about you. I want more people to uh, talk to you and be helped by you. And I I say, I'm I'm a skeptic in general. There are plenty of people, Mm. there are people I've never had on this show. People say, why doesn't he have so-and-so on the show? I always have my reasons. But I've had Samaroff on now for a third time. So he has the 100% Tom Woods seal of approval. All right, so I was asking about your website. Yeah, it's beyourselfandloveit.com. And that is the transformation I would like to bring to the world, starting with myself. Because, you know, it's not enough to be yourself because... The first thing that people comes to people's mind is like, what? The one that didn't get dates at school? No, thank you. Anyone but that person. So we want to be ourselves and uh, I want people to love it too. And um, that's, yeah, that name is just such a gift. I'm so glad that I came up with it. And um, yeah, I've got the course that I mentioned before on there, Surviving to Thriving. The feedback on that is really, really excellent. The people that have done it say it's an excellent course. And of course, you can email me, Anthony at BeYourselfAndLoveIt.com. If you're facing some challenges that you think that you could do with some help with overcoming, or even, as I have some people, I think my life's pretty good. Like, I'm enjoying my life, but there's one or two areas that I don't feel like I'm really flourishing in. And that is also something that I'd be more than happy to consult with you on if you send me an email at Anthony at BeYourselfAndLoveIt.com. 
All right, I'll have these links up at tomwoods.com slash 1090. That's 1090. Find all that stuff there, including uh, Anthony's website. All that stuff will be there. And uh, you got to grab this book because it don't cost you nothing. Right. And it will gain you quite a bit because if you can conquer this part of your life, you're going to be a lot happier, more productive, more successful, more successful in your work, in your relationships, just in getting out of life what you are meant to get out of it. Mm. And uh, Anthony's giving it to you for free. What, what more could you ask for? So uh, thanks again, Anthony. Uh, great work. Thank you so much. And before I go, I just want to thank you, Tom, and your listeners. Um, first, you for like having me on the show and all you've done for me. Your supporters, your listeners have been so supportive of me and Tom. The followers that I got from you on the Scottish Liberty podcast are just like really loyal. They, they usually catch us on iTunes rather than YouTube. And there's a great number of them that catch every show. And I really owe that to you. And the community you've created is just so lovely. Anyone who's messaged me after hearing me on your show on Facebook or anything has just been so nice, so supportive, so interesting to speak to. So you're obviously putting out uh, the right signals to attract the right people. I've even had the privilege of meeting a couple of people that I wouldn't have had I not have been in your show. Uh, They were visiting in Scotland and they sent me a Facebook to say, hey, I heard you on the Tom Woods show. We were going to Scotland. I was like, okay, great. Well, we'll meet up. And I got the Scottish Libertarians together to meet with them. Not only that, I had a guest on my show who went back to the States. Um, she's a Libertarian. And she she met someone in New Hampshire that said she was in Scotland. And she was like, oh, have you? do you listen to the Scottish Liberty podcast? She was like, I was just on there. And a friend of ours who's studying in Prague, what's the institution in Prague that teaches Austrian economics. It's called Sevro. In fact, I think I may even have had him on to talk about it. There's my middle, middle-aged middle memory going. Right. I'm pretty sure I had him on to talk about it. But yes, yeah, C-E-V-R-O. Right. Well, we have a young friend, Abe, very brilliant. He went to Sevro, and a couple of people asked him, oh, you're from, you live in Scotland. Uh, do you listen to the Scottish Liberty podcast? And he was like, I know those guys. So, and that is largely, well, it must be down to you. So thank you so much for this opportunity. And I just want to thank your audience again for being so supportive of me and Scottish Liberty podcast. And if they want more Anthony Samroff, there's also now Be Yourself and Love It podcast, which they can also get on iTunes. And that's just on personal development topics. All right. Well, that's great. And I appreciate the nice comments. I'm convinced I have, I'm convinced there's nobody who has a better podcast audience than I do. So I'm, I'm not saying I have the best podcast audience because then that'll offend some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, I'm saying what the aspirin commercials say. Nothing has been shown to be better is how they right. put it. They never say we're the best aspirin. Nothing's been shown to be So I don't think there's any podcast audience that's been shown to be better than mine. Right. These people really impress me. And I also appreciate Anthony is a supporting listener of the show. So you'll find him in the Facebook group through supportinglisteners.com. So you can't necessarily get free life advice from him through that group, but you can get to know him and you'll definitely enjoy that. All right. Thanks again, Anthony. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me on the show a third time. All right, everybody. Definitely pick that up at tomwoods.com slash procrastinate and send that link along to anybody in your life you think could benefit from that because it really, really is helpful and it really is a program that you can put yourself through easily and that on the other end of it, you'll really, really feel like you got results. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. See you tomorrow. That's it for this week. 
If you want to get in touch with me personally, Anthony at BeYourselfAndLoveIt.com. Until next time, be yourself. Well, don't just be yourself. Be yourself and love it.